Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirim and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Shalom. We're now in Masachet Shabbat, Tavkuf Chaf Gimel Amud Bet, continuing with our study of the laws of Isurei Tiltul, or what's commonly known as Muktzeh. Kaneshel Zetim. They have a stick, which is the kind of stick that's used to harvest olives. In Yesh Keshe if there's a knot at the top, Mekabel Tum'ah, Vimav En Mekabel Tum'ah. So whether it's defined as a cleave for Tum'ah, Depends on this knot. However, whether or not it has the knot, it may be used on Shabbat. Now, the quick, very quick question is, Amai, why is it makabal tumah? We learn the um, status of tumah of clay eights from sack. And a sack has to be something that is uh, makabel, that has a receptacle. And therefore, flat clay eights are not makabel tumah. So the answer is, When you're knocking around the olives to try to knock them off, you turn around and look at this thing, so it sort of has an inside, at least as far as your use goes. Okay. Uh, now we're going to have a very short Mishnah, which is going to introduce us to a very large topic about the history of Isur Tiltul. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Kol HaKelim Nitalim Chutz Min HaMasar HaGadol Shel Machresha. Rabbi Yossi says, all Kelim may be moved, except for a huge saw or the plug of a plow. I will see the specifics, some examples or applications of that, and then we'll go into the detail, into the background. Um, what Rav Nachman is uh, is describing is a um, uh, a uh, a sifter that's made out of copper, and it's used by launderers, and it's and they're makpid that nobody else should use it, and. Therefore, it has the same rule as this plug of a plow. And the idea is that a plug of a plow is something that the farmer doesn't want anyone to mess with, and therefore it's like locked into place. That's the knife used by shoemakers. Or the, or the other kind of knife that's used. Or tools used by carpenters. Same thing. All right, Tanur Banani, Tosefta gives us the background. They used to say that you could only move three kelim. Makzoa shel devela, a knife that's used to cut a fig. Zua malisteran shel kadera, it's kind of a spoon knife, uh, sorry, spoon fork. Uh, I guess you'd call it a spork, but it's got a spoon on one side, a fork on the other side that's used to mix uh, food in the pot. And a small knife that's on the table for cutting meat. Then they were lenient. They added a leniency, added another leniency. Until they got to the point of our Mishnah, where it was the opposite. Everything is moved except for, and we had two exceptions. Now, my what is the evolution of these leniencies? So Abaye's take is as follows. The first thing is they permitted any kli whose, whose, whose primary purpose is a malachat heter to use it for malachat heter. Then they extended it and said, not only that, but you may move something like that for its space, if it's occupying space you want. 
and then they extended it even to a kli that's that's primary use is malachat isra like a hammer you could use it for itself but not for its space but they only allowed at that point things you could carry with one hand and they extended it then to even things that you need two hands for Rava. Rava turns to Abayah and says, Since the Brita says, Once they permitted, What's the difference between using it for itself or using it to to make its space available? Rava. So Rava had a different take. So what Abayah had as the first two stages of the Heter was really at the first stage according to Rava. Then they added one other thing, which is you could even move a out of the sun into the shade to save it. And then the final hetter was, or the penultimate hetter was, a like a hammer you could move for its own purposes or because of its space, which Abai didn't allow, but not to save it. But still, they only allowed something that could be carried by one person. Until they extended it to even things that need two people to move them, except for the two in our Mishnah. Now, Abaya challenged Rava with Rava's extended leniency. The mortar that we talked about earlier. You only carry it, you may only carry it if it has some garlic in it. But otherwise, you may not use it. You not move it. So, so Rav answers, yeah, that's talking about bringing it in from the sun to the shade, meaning to save it for its own, uh, its own future. But not for its, a permitted pur- pur- purpose, and not because you want its space, that's permitted, even without the garlic. Eight of A's, we go back to the, the Mishnah in Beit that we already saw. Beit Hill agree, or Beit Hill agrees to Beit that if you had already cut meat on the Machteshet, before before Yom Tov, you may not move that board. Again, that means moving it into the shade. He says that this original Mishnah, meaning the original rule of Muktza, was established in the days of Nechemiah. Dichtiv, as he's fine at the end of Sefer Nechemiah, by Mimahim Ra'it of Yudah, Dorchim Gitot Beshavat, Uvim Harimot, that Nechemiah saw that people were violating Shabbat and they were working in their uh, wineries, etc. And therefore, the uh, the assumption is that that's the point at which the laws of Muktzah, which was a distancing from doing Malacha, were set in, and then over time they were rolled back with these uh, series of heteri. Amr Abelazar, Kinin umaklot glustera umeducha. Four different mishnayot. Kulan kodem atarat kelim nishnu. We're all taught before that series of heteri. What is kinim or kanim, which are sticks? No, the Mishnah Menachot says. When you set up the lechem apanim, there's a series of sticks that are used to create an airspace between the breads so the bread doesn't get moldy. So setting them up or taking them out cannot be done on Shabbat. So he says that must have been before the heter, and now we're now we're allowed to do it. Maklot, what's that? Maklot, Ayusham. This was for the korban pesach. 
that they had white sticks. You'd put it between your shoulder and the other fellow's shoulder, like dowels. You'd hang the Pesach over it, and that's how you would flay it. Rabbi Lazar Omer, he disagrees, says, If Pesach was on Shabbat, Pesach meaning the day of the Korban, you simply put your arm on the other fellow's arm, and his arm is on yours, and you've got your natural stick there, that's how you flay it. What's glustera? None. If you have a, uh, a hinge or a stick that has a ball on top, you can move it from one door and put it in the other door on Shabbat. You can move it in the chatzer. Alright, so that means Rabbi Yeshua did not allow that except for using for the door. And so the claim is that, that this was taught before the Heter Kelim. Meducha hadamran, and that's the meducha is the garlic press that we talked about. That was Rabbi Lazar. I'm a Rabbi. Rabbi turns around in Bavel and says, "Mimai, who says Dilma liolam emelach lachar taught kelim nishtu?" Maybe all four of these were taught after they had terkelim. Kanimam damamai. Why didn't they not allow you to carry the, to move the sticks for the lachem apanim? Because me they're only there to prevent mold. Bahai porta lo in the one half a day that the lechem apanim is there on Shabbat, it's not going to get moldy. So you can wait. Maklot, efshak rabalazer. The reason that the sticks may have been for the Korban Pesach, may have even been taught afterwards, is because you still have rabalazer's solution, which is the hand on shoulder. Glustera kirabiyanai. Gustara follows Rabiana. Rabiana, Bechatzer, Shenemu, Rabiana, We're talking about carrying it in a Chatzer that has no Eruv. Rabbi Shua, Savar, Tochapetach, Lifnim, Dami. Rabbi Shua thinks that anything within the area of the doorway belongs inside. So the carrying out is not an issue of Muksa, it's an issue of carrying. You're carrying something that belongs to the houses in the Chatzer. Without an Eruv, it doesn't work. Rabbi Tarfon says that something that's within the doorway belongs to the outside. You're carrying something that belongs to the chatzer and the chatzer, and that's perfectly legitimate even without an roof. Okay, and therefore it's not a mukts issue. And meducharu nechemihi. In the case of the uh, the uh, mortar or the garlic press, that simply follows of nechemihi, who says that a kli can only be moved for its original purpose. Alright, the next Mishnah. Kol ha-kelim italim sh'lutzorech v'shalol l'tzorech. All kelim can be moved for need or not for need. Rabbi Nechem Yomer intalim l'tzorech. Rabbi Nechem famously, we've seen this already, says they can only be moved l'tzorech. Now we have to understand what tzorech means. Okay, so my l'tzorech or my shalotzorech, what does that mean? Amaraba. L'tzorech means davar shemalachto l'heter. L'tzorech kufot. So the Torah means moving something where the chief malacha is lahet there, and you're moving it for its own purposes, like a food knife. Shalom the Torah. What's shalom the Torah? Tavash malachto lahet there. The Torah mikomo something like a food knife because you want it space. You want to move it out of the way. That's shalom the Torah. And this is Rabba's take. But tavash malachto leisur. What's that? The Torah gufo in the Torah mikomo lo. So now Lutzorech means to use it, and Shalom Lutzorech means to get its space. Alright, that's Rabbah. The author of Nechemi disagreed and said, Even something which the chief Malacha is Laheter, Lutzorech Kufo'in, for its own proper Mutar purpose, you could move it. Lutzorech Mekomolo, you can't move it. Shalom Lutzorech, meaning for its space. That was Rabbah's take. So Rabbah thinks that Lutzorech means for its per, for using it and shalom means for its space
Amalei Rava. Rava turned to Rava and said, Because you need it space, you're calling that Shalol L'Tzorach, meaning you're interpreting the word Shalol L'Tzorach as L'Tzorach Mekomo. So Ela Amalei Rava. Rava, as he did earlier with Abaye, extends the leniency. L'Tzorach means the Vashmach told that to be L'Tzorach Mekomo and L'Tzorach Mekomo. Something that's M'lachalahat there is for any need, meaning you need the item or you need its space. Shalom Tzorach means Tzorach means you don't need its space, you don't need the item, you just want to rescue it from uh, melting in the sun or sitting out in the sun, or being available to thieves. In some way you want to rescue it. But the Vashemach told the Isur Tzorach Kufot Tzorach Mekomo in as Rava said earlier, a Klisha Malach told the Isur can be used for a mutar purpose, like a hammer to crack nuts, or, you want to put something down where the hammer is, but not to rescue it from the sun. So the one point that Rebbe disagrees about is rescuing it from the sun. So this the three Chachamim said, According to Rabba, who had the more lenient position, According to Rebbe Nechemiah, Hani Karo Techem and Taltalinan. Sorry, Rabbo had the more stringent position. According to Rebbe Nechemiah, how could we ever carry dirty bowls away from the table on Shabbos? So Amalur Rav Safra. Rav Safra said, Me did have a graf shori. Because dirty bowls are disgusting, and there's a general het there to clean stuff that's disgusting out of the way, like a chamber pot. Amarle Abaye le Rabba. But Abaye turns to Rabba and says, The Mar, Liber of Nechemia, Hani Karo Dechem and Taltalina. We asked him the same question. Rav Safra, Chavin Tergumah. Rav Safra, our colleague, already explained it. Mita Havia, Graf Shalri'i, just like with a chamber pot. Okay, Eitive Abaye le Rabba. So Rabba, who had the more lenient position, was challenged by Abaye again from the mortar. Meduchaim Yesh, Pashu, Metaltalino, Tavimlav, in Metaltalino, Tas. So if the garlic press has garlic in it, you can carry it, if not, not. So again, that would seem to contravene Rava's take. So that's talking about rescuing it, as we answered earlier. Back to the Mishnah Beitza, where Beit Shammai and Beit Hillel agree that you can't move the board if it was already used for cutting meat. Again, that's saving it. Now we have a new thing. You can't take a piece of wood and prop up a pot with it. Or, or to prop up the door. A piece of wood, this is talking about Yom Tov. A piece of wood on Yom Tov, because you can make a fire. And this goes against everybody now, because it means that Something which is main malacha is the hetter can't even be used for itself for some other purpose and not for its space. So the answer is that because a piece of wood is the vashmalach to the iser on Shabbat, we make a decree and say on Yom Tov you can't use it either. Well, let's turn it backwards and say it should even be mutar on Shabbat. Because after all, it's the Varsha Malach Toli Isur. Now notice the Gemara is very careful calling it the Varsha Malach Toli Isur. We'll get to that in a second. And the Varsha Malach Toli Isur, we said, the So you could take a piece of wood and use it to prop up a pot. The answer is, It's not the Varsha Malach Toli Isur, it's Klisha Malach Toli Isur. Something that really has a deen of a Kli. 
But if it doesn't have a din of a kli because it's just a piece of wood, then it's not okay. All right, Since when do we make such a gzera of Yom Tov Atu Shabbat, which was our explanation for the rule on Yom Tov? The first Mishnah in the fifth parak of Beitzah said, you're allowed to lower fruit through the skylight on Yom Tov, but not Shabbat. And according to you, it should be Yom Tov also. But umilo gazrinan, since when do we not make the gzerah? Fatnan, ain't ben yom tov shabbat, aloha nam shivad, famous mishnah in the uh, middle of the first parak of Megillah, that the only reason yom tov at shabbat is ochal nefesh, which means anything else that applies on shabbat applies on yom tov as an extension. So Rabbi Yosef Lokasha, ha Rabbi Eliezer, ha Rabbi Yoshua, he attempts to align the positions of whether make a gzerah of yom tov atu shabbat with a very famous machlok or Eliezer of Yeshua, which we already encountered, the Tanya. Two animals fall into a pit. One is the mother of the other. You can't shecht both on the same day, and it is Yom Tov. You take either one you want out, because you're going to shecht it. You have to shecht that one. The other one you feed where it is, so it doesn't die. You bring the first one up in order to shecht it, and then say, oh, I did change my mind. Then you pick the second one up. And then you could check either one. So it sounds like Rabbi Eliezer makes the gzera Yom Tov Atu Shabbat, and Yeshua doesn't. So he might. Because of course these animals will be mukts on Shabbat. Rabbi Eliezer only says, perhaps only says, that he disallows it because there's another solution, which is to feed it. But when you don't have that solution, he wouldn't say it. And maybe Rabbi Shua only says that it is allowed because there's this trick you could play. But if you don't have that trick, maybe you can't do it. So maybe their disagreement has nothing to do with extending Zerot from Shabbat to Yom Tov, but with other issues. Whether we make a gzerah from Yom Tov to Shabbat is Beit Shammai's position that we do. Beit Hillel says we don't. None. Beit Shammai Omrim, Ein Motziin, Et HaKatan, Et HaLavet, Sefer Torah, L'Shut Torah Bim. On Yom Tov, you're not allowed to carry a kid or a lulav or a Sefer Torah, which seems to be an extension from the laws of Yom of Shabbat to Yom Tov. We tell him, Matirin, and Beit Hillel say you may. Wait, time out. Beit Shammai is willing to make a gzera about hotza'ah, which is an av malach on Shabbat. Did we ever hear that Beit Shammai extended muktza from Shabbat to Yom Tov, meaning something that's mutar in Yom Tov was asur because of Shabbat? The answer is tiltul gufein la mishum Isn't tiltul itself an extension of hotza'ah? And this is, provides uh, the source for one of the ma- three main shitot in the Rishonim as to what Muktz is all about. Is it a gedder of hotzah, something to prevent you from caring? Is it a gedder of malachet isur, something to prevent you from doing an isur, that's why you can't take klisha malach to the isur? Or is it a, an attempt to keep us from just spending the day moving things around the house and not having a proper rest, as the Rambam and the Raiva discuss in Parak Haftal of Shabbat? By the way, Rav agrees with Rava's more lenient position. The Amarav, more If you have a shovel and you want to save it from being stolen, that's called Shlotzarach. That's Mechamal Itzel. 
Tama Shaloi Ganev. So it's only because you're saving it and bringing it in from the public area. I will but you could use it for its own purposes or to use its space. Amy, is that true? Bar Rav Kana, equal of a Rav. Rav Kana was a student of Rav, came to Rav's house. And Rav said, um, bring, um, bring a, a trap uh, so that Kahana could sit on it. Meaning that you could not use this trap otherwise unless it was the Tzorach Kufo. So, in other words, he wasn't saying moving it out of the way so we need the space. So you can't use the Rosh Hashanah or the East or the Tzorach No, what he actually said was get the trap out of the way so Kahana can sit down. Which means you could do it the Tzorach or else he was trying to get it out of the sun, and that was his trick. He had a um, Ramari Bar Rachel had a um, a particular pile of pillows that were out in the sun, and he wanted to get them out of the sun on Shabbat. Out to the committee, Rabbi came to Rabbi. Can I get them out of the way? Amarle Shari, it's mutter. Alright, because after a Kalisha Malachtali is that there, Bechamalatzel, Rava says, Mutter. Idli Achrina. So Rabbi Rachel said, But I have others, I don't need these. So he said, Chazul Orchin, you could still use them for guests. Ilinami Lorchim, I have them also enough for guests without these. You have demonstrated that you hold against me, like my Rebbe Rabbah, who was Machmir. The Holy Amashari, the Dach Asir. So everybody else can do it, you can't do it. These are brooms that have uh, uh, fabric on them. You're allowed to carry them. Shel if they have uh, like palm branches, you can't. He says you could even do the palm branch. But my skin now, what's the case? If it's because you either need the broom or you need the space, would Rav say you can't? Because the date of the palm, for Rav Karavas Rav holds like Rav of the lenient position. It must be a question of pulling the broom out of the sun. would allow The case is and don't read that Rabbalazar disagreed, but the opposite. Rabbalazar agreed that Shaltamara can't be moved. Okay, we'll pause at this point. We're going to pick it up now with the Sugya of Shivrei Kalim. In the next podcast, in time, we should have a wonderful day.